Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Thursday Thoughts. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. I hope this finds you well, and I just hope everyone's doing great and having a wonderful week. I hope this podcast can continue to be something that is beneficial for you in your everyday walk with Christ and as you continue to foster your relationship with Him. And again, just I want this to be a resource through the good, the bad, and the messy. And today, I want us to talk about the bad. Ooh, I know, no one no one really wants to talk about the bad stuff, but I think it's important that we acknowledge it and, and at least embrace it, so to say. But before we really jump into it, again, I just want to say if there's ever... Again, most everybody probably knows how to get in touch with me who listens to this, but if you don't, you know, you can you can email me um at joshua at canyonview.org or you can find me on social media, obviously Joshua Warren. Like if you get on Facebook, you can just if you look at Canyon View Church of Christ on Facebook and then you'll find my name somewhere associated with in there and you can find me that way, but Basically, I just want this podcast to be something for everyone who listens. I don't want it to just be every week, you know, stuff that I want to talk about, which, don't get me wrong, I think, you know, I think I pick some pretty cool stuff, but don't get me wrong. But what I mean is I want this to be for the audience, whoever's listening, you know, uh, and I want it to be something that is beneficial for you. And a lot of times, some questions that people ask or little studies that people have, sometimes are really good for me because maybe it's something I haven't really looked at before or anything at all. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. So, today, what I want us to talk about, um, this is actually an old Devo that I have done before, but I've kind of revamped it and re- reorganized it into more of this podcast talk. And what we're going to talk about today is even on the worst of days, even on the worst of days, and I'll get into more what I mean by that in a moment. So even on the worst of days, I'm going to share a story that I read one time on the internet, you know, so I don't think this is a true story. It may be. I don't necessarily think this is a true story. I think this is just a, an illustration type story to teach something. So I'm going to read this story from the perspective of this guy writing in like an article or something like that. So he writes, I'm quoting this, Jerry was the kind of guy you loved to hate. He was always in a good mood and always had something positive to say. When someone would ask him how he was doing, he would reply, if I were any better, I would be twins. He was a unique manager because he had several waiters who followed him around from restaurant to restaurant. The reason these waiters followed Jerry was because of his attitude. He was a natural motivator. If an employee was having a bad day, Jerry was there telling the employee how to look on the positive side of the situation. Seeing this style really made me curious. So one day, I went up to Jerry and asked him, I don't get it. You can't be a positive person all the time. How do you do it? Jerry replied, Each morning I wake up and say to myself, Jerry, you have two choices today. You can choose to be in a good mood or you can choose to be in a bad mood. I choose to be in a good mood. 
Each time something happens, I can choose to be a victim or I can choose to learn from it. Every time someone comes to me complaining, I can choose to accept their complaining or I can point out the positive side of life. And I choose to point out the positive side of life. Yeah, right, I protested. It's not that easy. Again, the guy who's writing this article, not me. Yes, it is, Jerry said. Life is all about choices. When you cut all the junk away, every situation is a choice. You choose how you react to situations. You choose how people will affect your mood. You choose when you wake up in the morning to be in a good mood or a bad mood. The bottom line is, it's your choice how you live life. I reflected on what Jerry said. Soon after, I left the restaurant industry to start my own business. We lost touch. But often, I thought about him when I made a choice about life instead of reacting to it. Several years later, I heard that Jerry did something you are never supposed to do in a restaurant business. He left the back door open one morning and was held up at gunpoint by three armed robbers. While trying to open up the safe, his hand, shaking from nervousness, slipped off the combination. The robbers panicked and shot him. Luckily, Jerry was found relatively quickly and rushed to the local trauma center. After 18 hours of surgery, 18 hours of surgery, and weeks of intensive care, Jerry was released from the hospital with fragments of bullets still in his body. I saw Jerry about six months after the accident. When I asked him how he was, he said, If I were any better, I'd be twins. You want to see my scars? I declined to see his wounds, but did ask him what had gone through his mind as the robbery took place. The first thing that went through my mind was, I should have locked the back door, said Jerry. Then as I lay on the floor, I remember that I had two choices. I could choose to fight and live, or I could choose to die. And I chose to fight and live. Weren't you scared? Didn't you lose consciousness? I asked. Jerry continued. The paramedics were great. They kept telling me I was going to be fine, but when they wheeled me into the emergency room, I saw the expressions on the faces of the doctors and nurses. And I got really scared. In their eyes, I read, he's a dead man. I knew I needed to take action. So what did you do? I asked. Well, there was a big burly nurse shouting questions at me. She said, Jerry, are you allergic to anything? Yes, I replied. And the nurses and doctors stopped as they waited for my reply. I took a deep breath and yelled, bullets. And over their laughter, I told them, I'm choosing to live, so operate on me as if I'm alive, not dead. And Jerry lived, thanks to the skill of his doctors, but also, I believe, because of his amazing attitude. I learned from him that every day we have the choice to live fully, because after all, attitude is everything. So, end quote, end story. Like I said, I don't necessarily know if that's a true story or not, but what a story if it is true. And even if it's not, what can we, I mean, there's so many great things we can learn from this Jerry guy in this story about having a positive attitude about stuff. 
and choosing how we react to things and choosing how we let stuff affect us. And so I share that story to talk about even on the worst of days, even whenever things aren't going good, maybe maybe you didn't get the job you wanted or maybe you got let go. Maybe you lost a person super, super special to you. Maybe a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. Maybe you lost a family member. Maybe someone has passed away and moved on to the next life. Even on the worst of days, how are we going to be? How are we going to react? And so, while, you know, this story, this Jerry guy seems, you know, obviously super, super positive, and obviously there are some things that can affect us that happen outside of our control, but I do agree with the story where it says, you know, we choose how we react to things, and we choose how it affects us, but those things still do affect us, we just choose how, and we can either approach it a positive way or we can approach it a negative way and so what i want to talk about even on the worst of days so like i said i've listed off some things i mean maybe just those days where just things aren't going your way how are we going to be are we going to be positive and have a good attitude and still treat people with love and kindness and be the people we need to be or am i going to be sour bitter and mean to people and disrespectful And am I going to let it put me in this mindset of doom and gloom? Or am I going to pick myself up and realize that everything's going to be okay because my God is in control? And that's what I want us to understand is that even on the worst of days, God is in control. Even when it seems like the whole world is falling apart around you and you're frozen and you're stuck and you can't move, God is in control. There are so many Bible verses, right, about don't worry, be strong and courageous. You know, we hear it a lot, but we do we buy into it? I want to read, I want to look at two Bible stories in the book of Acts where I believe people bought into the scriptures, you know, that tell us to be strong and courageous and to not be afraid. The first story I want to look at is in Acts chapter 16, starting in verse 25. It was about midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prisoners that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for the lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house, And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds, and he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Acts 16, verses 25 through 33. So, most of us probably know this story. Paul and Silas had been thrown in prison. 
And prison definitely is not a place you want to be. You know, obviously today no one wants to go to prison. Let's think about it back then. You know, there wasn't heating and air conditioner. They probably didn't even have the little beds and toilets in their rooms. You know, they were probably just thrown in like a little cage. And, you know, they had to just use the bathroom where they were and lay on the ground right there beside it. I mean, sorry, I know that's kind of gross, but that's what it was like. I mean, prison was no joke, and especially, you know, a Roman prison. You know, Romans were known, which I guess it wasn't necessarily Romans, but again, Rome was the controlling power at the time, and, you know, Romans were known for their, their, the word I'm looking for, I guess, is their, they were very, their ferocity. They were very good at being, you know, torturous, torturing to prisoners, and things like that. And so obviously, you know, Paul and Silas being in prison, chained up. You know, of all the things you could think to do, I doubt singing would come to mind. You know, if we're being honest. You know, I'd be sitting there, I'd probably be sitting there complaining to God, being like, God, why am I here? You know, if I'm Paul and Silas, I'm like, I'm trying to preach your word and share the gospel to these people. And now I'm in prison. That's how I would react, probably. But Paul and Silas, luckily, are better men than me. And they started praying and singing hymns to God. Wow. Even on the worst of days, their mindset was about giving glory to God. And they realized, even where they were, that God was in control. That's awesome. Another story, I think about in Acts chapter 5, verses 40 through 42, we see how the apostles reacted when they were beaten for their faith in Christ. So starting in verse 40 of Acts chapter 5, And when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus, and then they let them go. Then they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name of Christ. And every day in the temple, and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that Christ, that the Christ is Jesus. Wow. So, being thrown in prison. Now let's look at a story of the apostles. They've just been beaten for their faith and charged not to speak about Jesus or they're going to get beat again and arguably worse. And then they leave celebrating. Yeah, we just got beat to death almost. Yes! I mean, like, that's incredible. That is so incredible. Even on the worst of days, they were beaten for healing a man and doing a good thing and preaching about Jesus. They were beaten for that. But even on the worst of days... They knew who was in control and they rejoiced because they knew what they were doing and that it really mattered and that, you know, God is in heaven and God is in control. What can man do to me? That was their mindset. And so from these two stories, what I want us to see is, obviously, you know, maybe in some places in the world, people may be getting beaten for faith and thrown in prisons and things like that, but... 
for us here in the United States, I mean, we we are fortunate enough, you know, I we can speak on platforms like this and talk about our faith. And a lot of times when we really think that the world is ending and it's so bad, you know, our little problems are nothing compared to these. And I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, we have serious problems in life because life is messy, right? So I'm not trying to downcast anything like that. But what I mean is just like, you could be getting beat to death for believing in Jesus. What I'm getting to is, as Christians, the example we set matters, even on the worst of days. It doesn't matter whether we're in a nasty jail cell and imprisoned for all the wrong reasons, or just in a bad mood because our car won't start. Our example matters. And we have the choice to decide how we react in certain situations. I am sure Paul and Silas had every chance to be mad at God and disappointed that they're going through what they were going through. But they chose to praise Him instead. And they had faith in Him and trusted Him even in the bad situation. The apostles realized that they were worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. And so they rejoiced and counted it joy. So we have the choice to decide how we react, even on the worst of days. How people see you will be how they see Christianity. You may be the only Christian that someone has the chance to see. Will they see something positive like the Philippian jailer saw? Or will they see negativity? Will they see someone who doesn't act like a Christian? and slurs the name of Christ and then leaves this person with confusion. We all decide the message we send to others by how we live. Make yours a positive one. Make your life a positive message today. What message are you sending to others? Are you walking and living in the Spirit and having Christ-like character? Or, on these bad days, do you get nasty and you maybe say things you shouldn't and think things you shouldn't and do things you shouldn't on the worst of days? Remember, even on the worst of days, how we react to things and how people see us will be how people see Christians and see how people see the church and we're ambassadors for Christ. We're supposed to be showing His love to the world. Are we doing that? Even on the worst of days. So, as we conclude, let's remember that even on the worst of days, even on the worst of days, the example we set matters, and we get to choose how we live. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Thursday Thoughts. I just pray that you guys can continue to tune in and that it's a blessing for you. Thank you all.